Welcome to the Nude Attitude, where we shatter the mirrored ceiling, worship our sexy selves, and talk about all things holy. This is a safe place where we will be throwing around confidence like confetti and applauding people flaunting their bodies no matter the size, color, gender, or ability. I'm your host, Madeline Gregg, and we're about to dive into the lady pond or whatever gender you prefer to sink into. So raise your glasses high and cheers to your slut side in this nude revolution. politically correct no you don't I'm like rare well actually I'm politically correct the vast majority of the time I'm just not appropriate um there's there's a difference um yeah exactly so we're gonna start with some icebreakers what's your name and what do you prefer to be called uh Michael and what I prefer to be called Michael okay or like yeah and what are your pronouns Oh, he. What's your sexual orientation? Uh, gay. <laughs> Big surprise. Um, Stalker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your favorite position? Sexually? Yeah, I mean, on the hierarchy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm versatile, but I'm mostly a top. Okay. Um, what's your, what's the last porn you watched? Last porn I watched. Oh, oh my God. What did I watch last? Um, oh, my, <laughs> my current boyfriend. <laughs> I, he was a, was a porn star. So I watched it. Oh, fun. Okay. Well, that probably gives you a lot of stuff to, you know, dive into. Uh, was like a popular one. So there's a lot. You what? He was really popular. So that was that. So there's like a lot of it. <laughs> Fun. Okay, cool. Uh, what's the most amount of people you've had sex with at one time? Seven. It was awful. It was awful. I know. That's a lot of hands. That's a lot. Yeah. Going on. Yeah. It's a bit, it's a big dynamic and it can get ugly fast. Um, <laughs> what do you think your most attractive feature is? Uh, I guess my smile. What feature yeah. do you struggle to love the most? Oh, I would say my stomach area. What feature yeah. do you notice in someone that you're attracted to first? Uh, I would have to say probably their teeth. And how do you unwind? I don't know. I play video games. You play video games? That was just playing video games for you before I called you on here. You're <clears throat> what are you playing right yeah. now? Overwatch. I was losing, so I turned it off. I was mad. Overwatch. It's like a shooter game. Oh, gotcha. So like any first person shooters. I don't that's the only one I like. I don't play any others. The other ones make me sick. Like Call of Duty. That's very macho. I can't, yeah, I can't get into it. I'm not manly enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
you're not butch enough. Okay. You're butch than me, man. <laughs> I probably, um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Michael, I asked you on this podcast because you, um, you're a male entertainer um, and you've mm-hmm. done male pageants, which I find hella interesting. We actually know each other for anybody listening um, outside outside of this podcast. Um, we used to do theater together and we've coached gymnastics and cheer together. Um, so we have a little bit of a history um, and we did a, a, not necessarily a drag show, but we were in drag, which was- yeah fascinating um which is how we met each other initially (laughs) (laughs) and how I learned how to put on lashes (laughs) I forgot (laughs) I was so young I'm like sometimes shocked that I was in that show I was like barely 16 (laughs) oh my god (laughs) right (laughs) it was a fun show it was really fun. It was one of my favorites. Um, so how did you get um, into stripping? How did you become a male entertainer? Um, so I just, I started at The Connection here in Louisville. I was working at Old Navy and one of the guys there was friends with the person who's in charge of hiring go-go's and strippers and stuff. <clears throat> and I had joked with him. I was 17 at the time. No, I was 18. I think I was 18. I <laughs> joked. Like, I was legal. <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, I joked him I was like I want to be a stripper and one day he texts me I don't know where I was like so do you really want to be a stripper I was like yeah and so I went and met the hiring person and they hired me so then I started go-go dancing on Mondays and Tuesdays at the connection on like the box and oh, then I moved on to the weekends and I would go-go dance in the shower room I don't know if you remember that I do were. so so the new attitude it's actually worldwide so we have to define what um connections is it's a gay bar and it was actually a pretty big gay bar for as little of a town as we have it's a two-story or was it's shut down now but it was a two-story gay bar and it had like a shower room which was like highly inappropriate um (laughs) and it had like a dance room where it had like go-go cages um and then like a two-story dance room and a drag show room And then what else did it have? Uh, And then it had just a bunch of random bars. Yeah. And then like tons of bars. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so I started dancing in the connection in the shower room on the weekends. And then I think they found out I was a cheerleader or something and I could learn choreo. So they had me audition for the cast, uh, the drag cast uh, as a male lead, which means I was basically just backup dance at the time. So I auditioned for that. They hired me. I backup danced for the weekends. So basically... So I was hired as a male lead, which basically I just did productions and we did six a night. So that was actually a lot of productions. That's a lot. And then, yeah. And then I got asked to do, um, to join a stripper troupe called Nine Inch Males and traveled with them for a little bit. So basically you write that name. And so basically it was just like Ohio and Tennessee and just things local to Kentucky. Yeah. And I started working with them and then I started doing like solo numbers on Sundays because mm-hmm. they need people to in at connection just probably more of like the magic mic that people like think of when they think of male strippers right yeah uh yeah. magic mic did like productions and stuff so yeah 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 i only saw it for um 
so then I started doing things on Sundays, like solo numbers, performing, stripping, and then I got thrown into a pageant. They were like, oh, we need more boys. You're doing it, Michael, the week of. I was like, oh, God, okay. Didn't know what I was doing. Didn't and care. you were no like knowing you on a personal level, you come from such a place of yes, of like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Yeah, sure. Like, why not? I'm free. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very true. And so I just got thrown into it. They put together everything for me. They put together my talent, my formal wear, my swimsuit, everything. And I ended up getting second place at national. It was the national of the year. Yeah. And then I kind of, I liked it because I couldn't cheer anymore because of my knees and I was too old, but, um, you were it was old like at my way like 21. Of, literally, my knees were broken. Yeah. Um, so it was like my way of being able to be competitive without truly living. Mm -hmm. So that's why I liked it. So I kind of got into it. And that's how I got thrown into it all. That's crazy. So from like your first pageant, was it just like a roller coaster of like, okay, this is a good way to make it? Like, were you making good money off of it? Or did it just like become like a really addicting hobby? Yeah. No, I wasn't making money. <laughs> you're like hell no expensive <laughs> addicting hobby is what it mm -hmm. is <clears throat> um you, i make the money performing like solo all around the country and stuff that's where i make okay. money uh, i spend it all in pageants because <laughs> the costumes are outrageous amounts of money and stuff so yeah i've seen those sarosti sarosti <laughs> crystals and whatever yeah those are expensive too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So where did theater come in, in all of this? Theater, theater helps me have the stage presence. Mm -hmm. um, it helps me be able to act, you know, like when you're doing talents and stuff, some of them are acting talents. So, I mean, most drag pageants, male and female drag, you don't actually speak on the mic unless you're singing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you always lips to, you know, skits or whatever. And acting helps you to act those skits out. And the better you are at acting, you know, the higher you score on, in that category for talent. And it's it's hard. Acting for talents is hard, especially yeah. for like the gay community because they're so judgy. They're so judgy because they've yeah. all done theater. They all know a good performance. Yeah. Yeah. They all love Broadway. They all. Yeah. It's it's hard. Um, but I'm thankful I have that acting background. So if I ever do, you know, do acting things, it helps. And it also helps with um, like improv. Improv helps a lot mm -hmm. um, because sometimes you have to deal with the audience. Like I have people get on stage with me and I have to improvise and be like, oh God, what do I do? You know, yeah. <laughs> this person's on stage and security isn't coming because they never come to my, my help because I'm a dude. Um, so I have to improvise and, you know, if someone's, you know, if I have to talk on the mic, I have to improvise, I have to be funny. Mm -hmm. I have to, you know, say happy birthday to people and come up with funny, um, what are those called? Uh, toasts, toasts, yeah. yeah. Funny toasts for them, you know, things like that. It's all about improv, which is, was great taking that in school too. Yeah. It's very, so very do you feel, I mean, like, I know personally from being to many gay clubs, like you always see the drag queens when they're being the MC for the night and like they do the parties and the bachelorette parties and the whatever, and they do the toasts and they are very like, um, catty and it's like a thing to be catty. Is that like a thing to be catty? If you're also a male stripper, or do you have to be more chivalrous? No, it's, it's all about me. <laughs> you're like, yeah. no, I'm a dick. <laughs> Like on the mic, I really am. I make fun of them to their face, and they're just like, Yes, <laughs> yeah, take my money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm sitting here making fun of you and cussing you out, and you're just like, Yes, okay, yeah, daddy. Yeah, yeah, 
exactly. It's because it's all girls and they love that stuff. That's our audience is majority women, which is fine for me. Yeah, exactly. You're like their money screen too. <laughs> mm-hmm. So other than, you know, boy pageants, is it appropriate to call them boy pageants or is that kind of? You know, boy pageants, male lead or okay. male entertainer. Okay. So yeah. what's the biggest difference between boy pageants and being a male entertainer? Like when it comes to like that persona? Well, like for boy pageants, you have to be like very PC. Um, you want to be a gentleman. Um, you want to be masculine. <clears throat> Some pageants. Um, you want to be basically like the all-American boy. Whereas when I'm just performing as a male entertainer, I just want to be a slut, you know? I'm yeah. Like, I'm on my butt. I'm going to put it in your face. You won't put money in my underwear. You know, things like that. Um, male, male, but male entertainer pageants, we have like, we wear suits. We dress up. We can't be naked for talents. Like, mm -hmm. you have to have nice costumes with the Swarovski crystals, you know, <laughs> things like that. Um, whereas <clears throat> the the male entertainers, you know, I wear two bits of fabric and that's it. And the nakeder you are, the more money you make. Mm -hmm. In my case, not all, not all male leads get naked. You know, yeah. everyone's different, but that's just what I do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's more about being a gentleman and being PC, whereas being a male entertainer is just about being slutty and fun. You know? Yeah, which I think mm -hmm. is really interesting because I know you've said in the past, well, in our pre-interview, um, you're very clear that pageants were pretty, they were mostly gay um, people in them. Um, Any like males in them were mostly gay people. So it's interesting that they want you to be like pretty, um, not, not too flamboyant and kind yeah. of hide that self, that part of you, if you are a pretty naturally flamboyant person. Exactly, because they, they as a male lead, okay, as, a, as an entertainer, whether you're a drag queen or a male lead, you're a, um, oh my God, hyper exaggeration of a sex. So like mm -hmm. drag queens, you know, they're always big with big makeup, big hair, body and everything. It's over an exaggeration. So they want to be more womanly. Whereas a male lead, they expect you to be hyper-masculine. Yeah. Which, which is, it's not, you know, for every case, but that's what they expect from you. Like, I want to see a man on stage pretending to be a man, just like I want to see a man on stage pretending to be a woman, be woman. That's just, that's how it is. And that's how pageants are. They want you to be yeah. masculine, which yeah, right. Because this is the gay community. Right. So um, I know that there are some drag queen um, pageants going on simultaneously from um, the male pageants going on, correct? Does it ever get competitive for attention between the two worlds? Yes and no. I mean, as a male lead, we we don't get attention like drag queens do. <laughs> You're like, that just doesn't happen. <laughs> which is unfortunate. Our, our attention that we get is mostly sexual attention, mm -hmm. whereas the drag queens get more like um, idolized, I guess is the word. Yeah, a lot of people are in awe. Yeah, exactly. They're always in awe. They're like, oh my God, they're so beautiful. Whereas they see the hot guys and they're just like, oh, I want to fuck them. Yeah. You know? And that, that's wrong. I mean, it's not wrong. It's great to feel that way. You know, they're doing their job, but you know, you can respect them still. Mm -hmm. um, but, the, but the males always seem to take a back seat to, to the women, no matter how competitive, you know, it, they always seem to take a back seat to the drag queens. And that's because we don't get as much exposure as the drag queens do. Like they have TV and stuff, whereas there's nothing on TV for male leads. 
which yeah. would be cool if there was because we could do anything that they can do we don't dress up as a woman but we can dress up as other things you know, <laughs> we can so dress up as other things like what a dinosaur i can dress up as a creature i don't know but we yeah we don't get attention so it's it's not competitive because it can't be <laughs> but uh, but we try to be competitive like i always try to see who makes more money near the drag queens and I always make you make more money than the drag queens yeah <laughs> when my audience is all women i make the most money oh oh i did i thought you meant in the pageants yeah it would make sense in like um at the clubs sure. that you would make more money because they would no. think that you have a, it's funny that i say it but they think that they have a chance with you <laughs> oh god <laughs> like <laughs> the prize package like for pageantry like uh, one pageant, the queens win $10,000 and the boys win three. Like the girls, uh, yeah, the girls make a lot more money than we do. Wow. <clears throat> I'm like, maybe I should just dress up as a pretty clown and go compete, <laughs> win $10,000. <laughs> right. Is that a thing? Could you compete as a drag queen? Well, I guess you I could. could. There's nothing stopping you. No, I could totally do just it. Just your personal just, preference. Yeah, I just, I wouldn't. But I could. Yeah. I'm perfectly capable of it. Yeah. yeah. You feel like I've dressed in drag before. I make a pretty woman. Right. Exactly. But just my thing was I would have to dress in drag for a whole year. And I just I have no desire to do that. A whole year? <laughs> yeah. Because then I would have to go to different places and perform and all the preliminaries as Miss Whatever National. So I'd have oh, to. Oh, because you would have won. Okay. Yeah, okay, but, Michael. Right. <laughs> if I I did that. <laughs> yeah, because if you competed as a drag queen, you would have won. I, okay, I understand where your mind is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I would win, yeah. <laughs> so how is your family life and this intertwined? Like, what does your mom think? <laughs> uh, my, my mom loves it. She comes to my shows. She's her and my grandma both come to my shows. They've been to my pageants one at one and when I step down. Um, they love it, they're supportive of it. I don't have that, I never had that like, you know, <clears throat> unfortunate coming out story where my parents just me. I never had any of that. My parents were supportive and they support everything I do. So I don't have a tragic family story, <laughs> which is hard sometimes. I always feel like I need to have one. But no, absolutely not. I love hearing that your parents are and your grandmother, they're supportive. I want to hear that um, because I think it's rare, you know, and it gives more people hope to come out um, and it gives people more hope, you know, for when they have kids, you know, just in case no. their kids haven't. <laughs> I say alternate lifestyle, like being gay is like something yeah, special, <laughs> but I guess just being a male entertainer is like an alternate lifestyle. There you go. A stripper. Yeah. Glorified stripper. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so stepdad came to my step down at for Mr. Continental too, when I won that and it, it was at a theater because my mom was like, oh, I don't think he likes bars. I'm like, it's in a theater, mom. So he came and <clears throat> even then that was the first time he's ever been to anything gay. So that was pretty cool of him. That's amazing. I love that. No, I love it so much. Honestly, that wasn't like a pointed question of just like, tell me your hardships because 
quite honestly, I know I've never met your mom, but I know of your mom. I know you like you've borrowed her car recently and she was just watching your ferret or your dog or whatever. Dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when we met, I had a ferret. Yeah, exactly. So like, I know you have a good relationship with her. I just think it's really important to like shine the light on it. It is for people to know that, you know, not all parents are bad. Yeah, exactly. And it's not, you know, you're not, you're not doing drugs in the bathroom with, you know, daddy issues. Well, not all the time. (laughs) Just, you know, or at least not mommy issues. (laughs) Right. I don't do drugs. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Daddy, yes, drugs, no. Yeah. <laughs> so what's it like when you win? When you win a um, pageant? When I win a pageant. It's, okay, so it's great. I mean, you, you know, all the stuff you've built up for, you worked hard for, you put all this money into, finally you win, you get that recognition. Um, but also being, winning a pageant is kind of like being a celebrity in that world, mm-hmm. in the gay world. Everyone is watching everything you do. Mm-hmm. So you have to be super careful about what you do and say and what you post on the internet and things like that. <clears throat> Cause yeah. winning a pageant is like putting a target on your back and it's really yeah. hard. Cause you constantly have to be PC, especially like out in public, even like, um, even like when I'm just performing and I'm out in the audience taking pictures with people and stuff, I have to be PC. Um, it depends on what title it is. I might have to wear my sash or I might have to wear my medal. Um, <clears throat> it just depends. So it's, it's great. Cause you know, all this hard work and stuff you finally achieved after years of trying, you finally won, you get to start working now. So you have to like sell preliminaries, you have to recruit contestants and the contestants are the hardest part because like getting the, the preliminaries and stuff is easy. Um, but the contestants are the hard ones because they're always going through something. Why? Awful. They're always like, they're all, there's always something happening. There's always some sort of drama. Like, oh, I can't be there. I can't do this. I need this. I, will you help me? It's exhausting. Oh, but that's <laughs> like what you sign up for. We're all adults. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> it's what you sign up for. So it's what you have to deal with, um, which actually I don't mind that part. I like helping people. I like helping and recruiting contestants. You know, mm-hmm. I like being encouraging, motivational. I think it comes from being a cheerleader. I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah, you're a very you know, like giving person. Yeah. So I like to help them, you know, and that's fine. <clears throat> it just gets stressful. But yeah, the hardest part is the target that gets put on your back. Like you can't speak your mind on the internet. Um, you can't post certain pictures if you're doing things. Like right now, if I were to rain, if I were raining something, I would have to take all my pictures with like a mask on and stuff to show that I'm following the rules and stuff. It, I always take my, I always wear a mask, but I always take it off for pictures. Cause I'm like, you have to see my face, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> I wouldn't be able to do that. And it's just, it's hard. Um, it's hard being quote unquote famous, <laughs> I guess yeah. in the gay world. <clears throat> and then it's, it's great though because like, people are like after being so. your friend at least like off and on we've like talked off and on for 11 years yeah. or something and being like internet friends for 11 or 12 years I've seen the difference in you like when you win and when like your reign stops and like when you hand over a title and it's very very interesting because it's like I'll see people come for you on the internet and you just like act dumb and you're like oh I don't know what you're talking about or like you'll make like a witty comment or like a just an lol or like give them hearts or whatever and like I'm like this isn't if you what, what is happening but now that you explain that it really it makes a lot of sense <laughs> a robot when I'm, when I'm a national title holder but it's also good because then people are like messaging like oh I look up to you um 
you know, that's the best part is like, oh, you encourage me. I look up to you um, mm -hmm. and they ask for advice and stuff. Like that's my favorite part is yeah. being able to help new people and stuff. That's honestly mostly why I do all this. I know I seem like an asshole, but I'm really not. <laughs> no, and it probably shows like a lot of self-restraint and a lot of, um, gives you a lot of time to reflect before giving any reactions, um, which I know I have uh, issues with um, on the internet. <laughs> snap right back. What? <clears throat> Always want to snap right back because I'm the same yeah. way. It's oh, easy. I'm going to read you. <laughs> yeah, but if you have something, a title that like you have to live up to, it's it's something that, you know, has to be on your mind. Yeah, it's hard. So how's dating <laughs> through all of this, whether um, it's being in a pageant, which I don't feel like a pageant would be like that big of an issue with dating, you know, because like maybe you would just be giving up some time with them. So I feel like the hardest part would probably be dating somebody or like trying to find somebody today while being a male entertainer. Yeah. Um, so with pageantry, it's hard because it's a lot of stress. Um, it puts a lot of stress on the person competing. So then they're, they want to fight and, you know, snap and all that stuff because they're stressed yeah, out. Yeah, I can see that. You're right. And it also is it very expensive. So they, they spend <laughs> a lot of money, right? Uh, they spend a lot of money. So that's a big problem too. Um, and I personally haven't had that issue, but with people who like are married and stuff, they spend too much money and that causes fights. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's been, a, it's been a whole thing in the past and they've almost gotten divorced and things like that. People I know. Um, whereas being a male entertainer, yeah, it's completely different because you're up there on stage by yourself, dancing half naked, people touching you. And it's like a jealousy thing almost. I haven't had any issues because everyone I meet, they know what I do right away. And I'm like, Hey, this is what I do. This is what you're in for. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's very <laughs> obvious, like, because you are pretty, um, open about it on the internet. I mean, there's no way to hide it basically. Um, and I mean, I don't know how you choose to meet any of your partners, whether it's on Tinder or naturally. Um, but, um, it's all different ways, but, um, yeah, no, I explain to them what I do. And then sometimes they have a problem with some of the things I do. And I don't know why, but it's like whenever, you know, a guy tips me or something and I give them a kiss, they get, they get a little offended, but I don't understand why I'm like, it's just, I've, there's like people that I know that I'm friends with. I'll kiss them on the mouth sometimes, but mm -hmm. it's only if I know them. Uh, and half the time it's just as a joke. Um, and then yeah. I get heard about that. I'm like, it was just a joke. It was just me on stage. Like that's what I do. And mm -hmm. sometimes it depends on where I am. Uh, I can wear less. I can go on stage naked with my hand on my wiener and stuff, and they don't like that either. I don't understand why. <clears throat> I'm like, it's just so like I just, I've been doing this before I met you. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, being a male entertainer is harder, especially when people are always talking to you and stuff, and you're you're on the audience, and hot guys come up and talk to you, or whatever. If you like girls, hot girls come up and talk to you. You know it's whatever. <clears throat> and yeah, they get a little jealous of that, but I'm always, I'm really good about it. I'm like, Oh, this is my boyfriend. You know, I'm always really good about doing that kind of stuff. So they, they feel like they're, you know, that I'm not trying to flirt with another guy or something. Cause I'm like, this is my boyfriend. He's here. <clears throat> yeah, but, yeah. That's the, the hardest part is just being a male entertainer. Honestly. Yeah. They feel yeah. included. Yeah. <sighs> so let's talk about body hard. image for a second. And those two words. Oh no! You said oh no. 
Well, it's a part of the platform. Yeah. <laughs> Body acceptance. It. It's important. It's probably something that like being a male entertainer and especially in pageants, people deal with a lot. And I I bet drag queens deal with it like a shit ton. Um, Mm -hmm. So how how do you deal with body image first off? (laughs) And then we'll talk about the community. Oh, God, it's awful. Um, (laughs) I I don't do anything healthy for myself. I do all the bad things that I shouldn't be doing. But um, it's hard because what I do, what I choose to do is I choose to be naked uh, on stage. <clears throat> like I said, some guys don't, that's not their thing. Some people go out there fully clothed in really cool costumes. Bigger boys that intermail entertain, they go out there fully clothed in costumes. But some of them have good body, um, they love their bodies, I don't know, whatever the word for that is. Um, and they go out there half naked too, even though they're big boys, which is totally good. I support that. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> but um, for myself, I- yeah, for myself, I do CrossFit. Um, so I work out till I throw up basically every day. <laughs> uh-huh. So that's not good for me. Uh, yeah, that's because I choose to. I choose to push myself harder. Um, and then, of course, I tan, which isn't good for your skin. Absolutely. But I got to where I look deathly ill. Right. I look deathly ill if I'm pasty. Um, and then I also, you know, I do steroids. Uh, I do HGH. Um, what else did I do? I think those are the only two that I ever did. I don't do like hard drugs or anything like that, yeah. but um, testosterone um, to make me bulk. So I'm more muscular, trembling to keep me skinny, <clears throat> HGH to keep me young. Um, I get my haircut every week. Um, I have to constantly like cover my grays and stuff. I go on stage now because I'm old. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's hard. And then, you know, you're out there and I contour my abs and everything. Mm-hmm. And then people still comment on things and they're like, oh, you're looking porky. I got that one time. Oh, Michael's looking porky. And they meant it as a compliment, but obviously I didn't take it that way. It, yeah. But, you know, you, you take the wrong picture at the wrong moment when I'm inhaling or exhaling or something and my stomach's pushed out because I'm singing and I look fat and then yeah. people have to say something right away. And it causes me to like, want to go throw up, you know, never. But, yeah. just, you know, I'm like, oh, now I got to go do extra cardio because I feel fat, you know, and it's hard. And especially as I'm getting older now, my metabolism is slowing down. So now I'm relying more on like steroids and things to keep me skinny. Yeah. And it's hard. Yeah. I mean, I bet it's really hard. It's a hard balance because it's like, this is your livelihood and this is your job. Um, And it's not, I'm not advocating for this in the slightest because this is absolutely the opposite of what I teach literally everybody in the world. But this is how you pay for your apartment. This is how you pay for the food on your table. So it's the fine line of, you know, I'm... I'm going to make more money if I'm looking this way, but this isn't healthy for me in the long term. What am I going to do about it? You know? It's hard. Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, it's what I have to think of. Like I have to do things. I always joke about, I'm like, I rely on my looks for, to make money. And it's the truth. It's true. It's absolutely true. And it's part of the culture too. I even yelled at, right. I yelled at my dentist because I knocked my front tooth out and I, I put it back in or whatever. And he was fixing it and he wouldn't make my teeth even. And I yelled at him. I was like, I make money on the way I look. Like you have to make my teeth perfect. Yeah. He didn't, by the way. <laughs> um, so so it's hard and it's it's really not good for me what I do to myself, but it's what you gotta do. I mean, I I have to say I was right there with you, not to like that extent. I wasn't doing like steroids and everything because like luckily I had um 
you know, youth on my side. But when I was like a gymnast and dancer and in theater, like there were really unhealthy things that I had to do. I was tanning every day and I was like doing all these super unhealthy things that like just... I should not be working for three hours every single fucking day. I should not only be having um, McDonald's sweet tea and um, French fries. Like, it's not healthy. (laughs) But it kept me in shape and ready for shows where I had to, like, be in a bikini on stage. Like, what was I going to do? Hey, you looked lovely. I remember. I, I looked lovely. Not <laughs> healthy in the slightest, and I wasn't happy in the slightest, but I looked lovely. <laughs> you looked good. That's what's important. That's awful. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's how the society is now. You know, it's bad. So true. Oh, and, and Botox. So that's expensive. I get Botox and all that shit too. God, <laughs> it's awful. So what are you going to do when you can't do those things anymore? I don't know. When I get old and I can't perform anymore. I I have a college degree. I have a degree. I went to school. You do have a degree in design, right? Yeah, but I don't use it. (laughs) Uh, I I would like to be a translator too, because I speak Spanish. So I could be a translator maybe. Yeah, you could. Something to do. Yeah. Something. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) You have a future. (laughs) Yeah, there's something there. So talk about a little bit about the culture um, with like body image issues in male entertaining in pageants. Is it just literally um, everything that you just said and you're like, I learned from the best? Yeah, yes and no. I mean, swimsuit is uh, in a couple of different pageants. They have swimsuit as one of the categories and it's bad because it it makes um, have, like the bigger boys <clears throat> not want to go compete because they're like, oh, I can't do swimsuit, I'm too fat or whatever, which yeah. is not true. Which probably isn't like, true in the slightest. They have an average body type, most likely. Yeah, and it's not about physique and stuff. I mean, it's on the score sheets, but it's such a, it's only worth five points, so who cares? You know, it's all about how the, the swimsuit fits you and how well you look in it. Mm-hmm. And even if even then, like one of them is creative swimsuit. So you can find a creative way to hide all that stuff. Mm-hmm. and have like a nice swimsuit still you know so it, it affects the pageant world and stuff like that and then a lot of people you know they're like oh they don't support big boys so I'm not going to support them you know things like that yeah but, um, it, it's whereas in like the female world the female uh, pageant world they have big girl pageants and they have swimsuit as one of the categories but with that you just wear one piece and you can cinch and tuck and mm-hmm. you know stuff and whatever make everything look right so it's a little unfair on that on that form because we can't we have to wear speedos you know as boys, so yeah. it makes it hard and then, yeah and then you know there's always just a stigma behind it like oh I'll never do that pageant because I'm a big boy you know which it doesn't get money for the pageant and it turns away contestants and discourages them to try, which I would see it as motivation like okay well I want to do this pageant they have swimsuit as a category I'm a bigger guy, this is my motivation to lose weight and exercise, and you know do the best I can. Yeah, that could that's be such a slippery slope, though. Yeah, you're right. It could be, but that's just how I feel about it. But yeah, and I know like it. you're in the culture and like you understand like the way of thinking with it. But like from an outsider's perspective, I'm just like, oh fuck, don't do that. Yeah, 
<laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, quite honestly, like everybody's metabolism diff is different. Like there's probably reasons that, you know, they have an average body type versus a body type like you, where you're shooting up testosterone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> not right now. I'm not on anything right now. So, That's okay. good. I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear quarantine is doing you well. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So before you said that basically male pageants are basically ran by gay males, right? Are there any straight men who do the pageants? Um, there, there are a few. <clears throat> it's rare. Um, but they, the ones I know that do it are attracted to trans women. So I consider them straight and because, you know, trans woman's a woman. Mm -hmm. um, so I consider them straight. <clears throat> but they consider themselves part of the LGBTQ plus um, array of, I don't know, acronym, whatever. Oh, um, the community. So they, they, themselves, yeah, they consider themselves part of that acronym. And I don't understand, I get it. Uh, well, okay, no, I don't get it. I don't understand why a gay I man, straight <laughs> words, words are hard. Um, <laughs> I don't understand why a straight man would want to do a pageant just um, in the gay community yes, you're an ally. I understand that. And that's mm -hmm. great. But this is our thing. Mm -hmm. It's a gay thing. We have, you know, you all have your straight thing. We have our gay thing. Mm -hmm. Are there straight? You no. Know, um, um, <clears throat> but I don't care. Nope. Mm -hmm. There are Mr. Universe. I think that is a straight one. Um, and Mr. Uh, there's another one too. Mr. Universe and Mr. Something else. Yeah, there's so there are like <clears throat> specifically like straight pageants. I don't think you have to be straight to do them, but I think they most of them are. Huh. Um, it's kind of like how you don't have to be gay, but most of us are. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I obviously I don't care because you know your sexuality doesn't make you more or less talented than anyone else. Yeah. Um, any better at pageants than anyone else. So I don't I don't care. I just don't I don't get it. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And actually I've posted about this on Facebook a lot. And a lot of people said they didn't care either, but then I did have a few people that were like, absolutely not. Like, this is our community. This is our thing. Go on somewhere. You have St. Patrick's yeah. Day, straight pride. Like, well, I really yeah. would understand <clears throat> I don't like, know. the idea of like really wanting to protect, you know, your space and feeling comfortable in your space. Um, right. Because as somebody like in that acronym, like I, I understand who seems straight, which I'm not. <laughs> The illusion. But I have the history to back myself up with that. And I think the <laughs> the people who you're calling straight who like to date trans women, they'd probably call themselves pansexual. Yeah, you'd I believe probably that have is. to ask them. Yeah. I think that's what my friend says. Yes, he, he says he's pansexual, but he prefers yeah. he, he prefers trans women, mm. which is fine. Um, but I just always say he's straight. <laughs> he's like, no, I'm not. I'm like, yes, you are. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen you with a guy before. You're straight. <laughs> uh, and I've known him for years. And I mean, that's fine. Whatever. Be whatever you want. Don't bother me any. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just with pageantry, I don't see a problem with it, but there are people who do find a problem with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if they're really good, then yes, I see a problem with it because they're a threat. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I don't see they a problem be... with it if you're losing. Exactly. <laughs> you lose. <laughs> awful but there's also like um trans men who do male entertainer pageants so that's a new thing 
Um, so there's trans men, men who were born as females yeah. and transitioned to um, so now most contests are allowing them to come compete now. And that's actually new. It's not, it's just started in the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, originally it was very taboo. Like it even said in the rules, you had to be born male to compete in these pageants. Um, and then same with the, the drag pageants. Huh. Like you had to be born male to compete in this drag pageant or you can't have any work down, work done from the neck down. That's Miss America. You have to be, you can only have work done from your face and that's it. Um, you cannot be trans to compete for Miss America. Um, and again, that's changed a lot because now, you know, trans women are being able to be women who are, um, who've had, or post-op, who had the full surgery. Yeah. Um, they were not allowed to compete because yeah. they were considered, yeah, like they're I women. I think for like a community that prides itself for being so inclusive would want to include trans people. And that's really interesting. And they do now. Just now yeah. starting. Now. Yeah. yeah, it's just done the past couple of years. Um, and again, I don't, I mean, your whatever is between your legs does not make you any more or less talented than the next person. No, absolutely. So not. I don't see, yeah, I don't see a problem. I mean, there are femme pageants for strictly for women who dress in drag, um, mm -hmm. cis women dress in drag. There are femme pageants for that. There's also uh, drag king pageants for women, uh, cis women who dress as men or um, trans men to compete in. <clears throat> and now trans men are being able to cross over into male entertainers, which I think, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, but I, I am very surprised that they that didn't start sooner, you know, or it should have. Yeah, I know. Started. That's so disappointing. Silly. Well, it's good now, but like it's disappointing that like it's just now a thing. Well, well which you know. Right. No That's better, do better. Right. <laughs> Our first show that we did together, it was, you know, we were in drag together. Well, yeah. I was, is it, was it drag for me? Yeah. Uh -huh. okay. Exaggeration of Okay. Well, I didn't, I didn't know. Well, I always say that I did drag, but when I say that to people, they're like, oh, so you're dressed as a man. I was like, no. I, you did girl drag. Yeah. Femme drag. I stuck my you were bra. Playing a drag queen. You were <laughs> yeah, playing exactly. a girl drag queen. Yeah. Regardless, the makeup was like, honestly, that's where I learned how to like do the best fucking makeup of my life. I still use the technique for like my eyelashes to this <laughs> goddamn day because a drag queen right. taught us how to do that. <laughs> Hurricane. Love Hurricane her Bell came in and helped us, I remember. Yes, um, yes. So what's makeup life, makeup life like? for male entertainers and pageants. Like I bet, <laughs> I mean, I know drag queens spend like a lot of money and time on their makeup, but like, is it the same for males? Um, yes and no. So like with me, no, um, I, I, I wear fucking bare minerals on stage. Like I don't need a whole lot of makeup. Um, oh, so I just, you do like care about what goes on your body. Yeah, <laughs> I wear bare minerals. But I don't have like bad skin or anything, so I just wear it and then I fill in my beard and brows and put on eyeliner. You know, mm -hmm. like my makeup, pretty toned down. Um, but there are boys who wear a lot of makeup. Like they'll do, you know, the full pan stick on their face. They'll contour with liquid or cream, I guess, cream foundation. Um, yeah. They'll contour and they'll, you know, they'll contour their nose and stuff, and they'll do like this hardcore makeup, which is, it's just crazy to me because like being a boy we shouldn't be wearing a lot of makeup. And this is how I was raised in the drag world. <clears throat> like, you know, as a boy on stage, be a boy on stage. So you don't want to wear all the tons of makeup and stuff. Yeah. But then there's there's people like who do um, club kid drag. So they basically do like a whole drag face 
and there's there but they're still a boy they dress in boy costumes with boy body and they mm -hmm. do the wigs and stuff like that but they're they perform as a male entertainer it's called a club kid and they do like the crazy makeup and stuff with the lashes and everything and then there's boys who just who will do you know a boy face but with lashes yeah uh, it's it's crazy it's the different kinds of makeup um but my preference is you know a little bit of makeup so that you look like a boy on stage but, I think you, know, you are also like hashtag blessed with a chiseled jawline and a already contoured nose. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that. Beard is good contour too. <laughs> yeah, and a beard, a good, a good full beard. You should grow one one time. So. I, I, nice yeah, exactly. I have a couple on my chinny chin chin. <laughs> um, but yeah, having a beard helps a whole lot, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But you know, the makeup's just different for everybody. Um, as a male entertainer, I believe wearing less and like going out there in eyeliner and some powder so you're not shiny, you know. I was yeah. always told never to go on stage without eyeliner or lip gloss, which is how I was taught. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, everybody's different. So to each their own. Yeah. So as long as you're making money. You said you were taught. So did you have like a mentor at first? Yeah. I mean, I have my drag mom. Uh, Hurricane is my drag mom. Okay, I didn't know that she was your drag mom. Yeah, my drag mom. She helped me a lot when I first started. Um, and then she helped me with makeup. Um, she taught me, you know, you know, to wear black in my crease or, or brown, dark brown in my crease mm -hmm. um, and then black eyeliner and stuff. And she helped me. And whenever I would do my own makeup, she'd fix it and stuff like that. And then over time, I've kind of like adapted to, see, to know what looks good on my face and what needs to be filled in and what needs to be contoured and stuff. So. Mm -hmm. um, everything comes, you know, in time. So you kind of just learn, especially by like watching other people. Um, I never really had any male lead mentors mm -hmm. as of when I started. So, oh my God. Oh, I don't know what I just burped up, but it was nasty. Are you okay? Um, <laughs> so gross. <laughs> <laughs> what, oh, I had a McRib. <laughs> Babe. <laughs> oh, sorry. Anyway, um, I never had a male lead mentor, so I never really knew how to do my makeup. So it's called it's kind of just trial and error. And eventually I figured out what works for me. So I just took time. Gotcha. So mm -hmm. she, you said that she was your drag mom. Is there like a whole family basically in this world? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, in drag that you always have your drag family. Um, well, not always, but <clears throat> your drag family is like whoever, you know, first helped you or whoever got you started. Um, whoever put you in drag the first time, things like that. That's your drag mom, supposedly. Mm -hmm. And you normally take their name. Um, I didn't because I already had a name when I met Hurricane. Um, <clears throat> so it's all about like who you meet mm -hmm. and who helps you. Um, I have some drag children who I've helped. Um, it's all boys. I don't have any drag queen. Did they take your name? Uh, only one of them did. The other ones didn't. That's fascinating. Uh, yeah. It was mostly because like I, I helped them after they already had their name is when I came in and helped them. So mm -hmm. then I became their drag dad. Like they already had a drag mom, so I became their drag dad. Gotcha. Makes sense. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so there's just, it's a whole drag uh, family thing. And even like most people treat it as like the real, you know, you have your gay family, you have your, your chosen family. Yeah. Um, they treat that as the chosen family as well. And I think that's really cool too. It's so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's important to have someone helping you and stuff. Yeah, it, well, it's just important to have like a community that gets you. That too, yeah, yeah. Especially when you come, you start talking in drag slang and all that stuff. No one understands that. Honestly, yeah. 
Yeah, most people don't understand that shit. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> Especially gay people. Like I was, I was teaching my straight friends gay lingo the other day. <laughs> they were like, "What?" I was like, "Oh, sickening. Like that's a good thing. Like to say something sickening." Yeah. yeah, that's good. It's, <laughs> I was yeah. teaching all this stuff. I taught I taught her what it means to read someone. I taught her that. I feel like that's <laughs> like a normal thing to say though. I think it is now, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any closing statements? That sounded um, I, really professional. I'm gonna start all over again because it sounded like <laughs> I was gonna electrocute you. Holy <laughs> shit. Hold on. Any <laughs> <Your> last words? <laughs> yeah. Do you have any last words? <laughs> okay what? less professional okay <laughs> do you <laughs> so we were talking about uh pageants and um drag queens and your gay family and being a male entertainer and all this fun conversation do you have any closing remarks for me yeah, I would say um, anybody who's thinking about doing um, entertaining and stuff, don't. Um, <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. If you want to do pageants and stuff, oh, remember to take care of yourself first, first of all. Pageants will always be there, okay? There will always be another pageant. Make sure you have your bills paid. Make sure you have your rent covered. Make sure you can eat. Make sure, you know, you have clothes on your back and everything like that because pageants will always be there, okay? Um, a lot of people make the mistake of spending their rent on pageants, on costumes and things like that. It will always be there. Don't do that. Focus on yourself first. Yeah. Also find yourself a good support system. Find someone who will help you find you a drag dad, a drag mom, someone who can be in your corner to help you and take their advice, but take their advice with a grain of salt. Okay. Be yourself, but also be what the pageant wants you to be or be what the audience wants you to be okay it's most importantly to be your most important <clears throat> to be yourself on stage because if you're out there on stage the audience can sense it the judges can sense it they can tell that you're having fun and i want to give my money to someone who's having fun on stage and is turning the party than someone who's out there and looks incredibly uncomfortable okay yeah. because they're being someone they're not and, and that's super important and also it's super expensive. So, you know, save your money <laughs> and to buy nice, <laughs> save your money <clears throat> um, and find yourself, you know, a good, a good person that sews, um, a good person who knows how to stone properly, uh, a good person who's creative and can help you come up with ideas, a pageant coach per se. It's always good to have one of them in the corner, especially someone who does them, not just someone who watches them because that is two different things. You have the people who sit in the audience who think they know everything about pageants and stuff who have never been on the stage in their life and they don't know everything about pageants. Yes, they can offer you advice from a audience or a judge's viewpoint, but you need to take advice from someone who has done the contest, who have done the pageants, who have won the pageants. That's yeah. super yeah. important. <laughs> yeah, because people love to talk. for like literally anything, you know, like don't take yeah. advice from somebody who's never done it before. Exactly. And a lot of people do and they go on stage and they look dumb. Yeah. <laughs> or they go on anything and they look dumb because they listen to this person. Um, and don't let it consume you. Don't let patentry consume you. Don't let entertaining consume you. Um, remember, you still have a life outside of this. Okay. Find you another hobby that keeps you occupied. Um, for me, it's, you know, working out. For me, it's CrossFit. For someone else, you know, it could be painting, it could be shopping, I don't know, something. 
Um, Find another yeah. addictive thing to do. Another addictive thing, yeah. <laughs> Find something else to do because this will consume you and it will take over your life and you don't want that to happen. You need to have it out, um, especially because it gets super stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? And I think that's, that's pretty much it and have fun with it and do it because you want to, not because you're being forced to. Have fun on stage. Have yep. fun competing. It's not serious. It's all made up. None of it is the real world, okay? Yeah. Outside of you know, the stage, no one knows who you are. Outside of makeup, no one knows who you are. You can go for apply for a job and say, hey, I'm Michael J. Valentine. I've won all these national titles. Hire me. They'll look at me like I'm stupid. They're like, I don't give a fuck who you are. <laughs> are <laughs> right, you exactly. They'll be like, what is that worth? <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> make sure you have something outside of this going on. I don't know. So yeah, that's, that's my advice to people. Thank you so much for speaking with me. That was pretty professional. I'm like number one professional guy right now. You, that was pretty PC. Yeah, I mean, I don't like to brag, but like PC right here as I'm sitting here naked and talking to you. Like literally you're naked. (laughs) I'm so naked and PC. It's the nude attitude. I had to be naked for it. I have a blanket. It's funny because I haven't done one interview naked. Well, that's a lie. I did one interview naked, but I was in, I was in a boudoir studio. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, you could have interviewed me naked up here, but it's cold. It's so cold. Anyways, like thank you so much for talking with me tonight. Of I course. Appreciate you. I appreciate you. I adore you. Thank you so much for listening. This has been The Nude Attitude, a podcast focusing on radical body acceptance and anti-slut shaming from a true hoe. If you want to interact with upcoming episodes, ask questions, or request topics, please find me on Instagram at the period nude period attitude and on Twitter at underscore nude underscore attitude and on my website, thenudeattitude.com. I'm Madeline Gregg. Hope you keep coming back for more.